everybody. How's it going? Uh, long time no speak. I hope everybody's doing well. Some uh, some big news. Big news. I don't know if anybody's paying attention. I don't think it's breaking news because you probably already heard about it if you're listening to this on Friday. Uh, the Supreme Court has decided with a 6-3 to three vote, uh, struck down New York State's uh, ban on, on carrying uh, weapons. So it's considered a big victory for the people, which obviously we like to consider ourselves one of the people and also for the people. And definitely things should be done in the people's best interest, I guess you could say, when it comes to their individual rights. So a, bro- a broken clock is right twice a day. And we have seen that the Supreme Court was right this time. Uh, They often do not get it right. In fact, they're going to get something horribly wrong here in short time. I'm sure whenever they announce it, you'll know about it. The other shoe's going to drop. The shoe's going to drop. So it's kind of a mixed bag. So I bring you a little bit more of the same, but also maybe a, a, a sliver of hope. Maybe a little, a tiny little sliver of hope. So let's get first to what happened today. So... Uh, this is the biggest move since DC versus Heller in 2008. Okay. And that was a five to four majority. Now I'm sure that um, the people that uh, Mr. Trump, the uh, soon to be indicted former president uh, for his attempted uh, coup and overthrow of the government. I'm of course I'm being facetious and I'm joking. They had a temper tantrum. Um, you all know how we feel about that. I don't, personally feel that they went far enough but whatever the building's still there shucks darn uh, <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'll leave it at that so i don't fed post any further uh but this is a great victory uh for the people uh to defend themselves which those of us here on this show and many people who we share similar beliefs would believe that is uh a right that is, that's a human right and furthermore it goes way past enumerating rights in the constitution i know that that's we were speaking within the framework of that document existing, but your right to defend yourself with a handgun predates handguns. It predates writing on a piece of paper. It predates royal decree. It predates your existence. Uh, it's just something that you inherently have, right? And fine. And it's good to see, especially in places like New York. Now, I know upstate New York is very beautiful. Uh, there are Great Lakes people, much like where we live here in the uh, Ohio Soviet, good people. But there's also not so good people. In fact, there's some dangerous places that uh, Brian could tell you all about that he spent some time in. Fortunately, most of the people were locked down <laughs> while he was. Is that your dog? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you see the tail? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was some rather valid, rather valid input he's given us there. Yes. Yeah, I love it. So check this out. Okay, Supreme Court said Thursday that Americans have a right to carry firearms in public for self-defense, a ruling likely to lead to more people being legally armed. The decision came out as Congress and states debate gun control legislation. About one quarter of the U.S. population lives in states expected to be affected by the ruling, which struck down a New York gun law. The high court's first major decision in more than a decade split the court six to three with the court's conservatives in the majority and the liberals in dissent. Across the street, from the court lawmakers at Capitol Hill sped towards passage of gun legislation prompted by recent massacres in Texas, New York, and California. Senators cleared the way for the measure, modest in scope, but still the most far-reaching in decades. We'll get to that here in just a second. So that's good news for the people. I'm excited. Uh, I I can't wait to, to see it happen. Now, of course, what's funny is that the conservatives for a long time, I'm sure that plenty of us here on the show 
I've heard in those of you listening about states' rights. And, you know, and, and of course, when liberals don't like it, they're like, oh, federal supremacy, federal supremacy, fuck your states' rights. And now if you go on Twitter, uh, they've, 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 the parties have switched. So now it's uh, the, the conservatives are like federal supremacy. And then the liberals are like, but what about states' rights? <laughs> it's only so- when it's convenient. Only when it's convenient. I'm enjoying myself immensely, and I certainly hope that you are. This show's brought to you by agorasnexus.com, by the way. Um, I, I, I usually forget to mention that. So I'm going to mention some names here. Usually we say no names, but these individuals have absolutely no expectation of privacy, nor should they have any privacy, okay, because they are the, they're, they're your enemy, okay? Let's go through the list here. Here are 14 senators who voted with New York's Chuck Schumer to allow the Senate to begin debating an anti-gun bill, okay? It's called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which we all know, the wonderful play on words, that it's not yeah. going to be any of those things, okay? All right, none of those things. These are Republicans who decided to, so if you have that Republican uh, you know, cousin or brother or sister or former roommate, perhaps an ex-lover, you know what I mean? Whoever they may be, if they are conservative, make sure that you let them know that they suck and they suck balls. And so do these people who decided to, you know, side with Chuck Schumer, who's definitely not a friend of the people and definitely not a friend of your right to defend yourself. Here's the list. The following senators. Blunt, Burr, Capito from West Virginia. A West Virginia Republican voted for gun control. So did, look at that, Lindsey Graham, he did too. Look at this guy right here, Cocaine Mitch, the stalwarts of the conservative movement in the Senate, voted in favor to move this forward on behalf of Chuck U. Schumer. Uh, Rob Portman, who's retiring, so just like Antonio Gonzalez up here in the 16th Congressional District, this guy is also deciding to uh, bend over, remove his trousers, and take it right up his ass. Uh, like the bitch that he is. Uh, Mitt Romney, that's no surprise to anybody. You know what I mean? That's, that's zero surprise. I mean, come on, stop it already. Young, Tillis. Lindsey Graham really does surprise me. Uh, I mean, a little bit anyway. Uh, Ernst, John Cornyn from Texas. So you know those Texans and the gun rights, right? They're stalwart defenders, except for John Cornyn. Uh, Susan Collins and Cassidy of uh, Louisiana, which surprises me again, because usually Deep South people don't play games, but we're playing games this time. So I, I hope everybody's excited um, to see this betrayal of their base. I don't think it's going to affect any midterm election on their behalf. I don't think they're going to get primaried. I don't think now the I guess the context, it could be worse I don't like to give any ground, and I'm sure that the rest of you don't like to give any ground whatsoever when it comes to the gun control lobby. And for those of you that listen, we have listeners in Germany, we have listeners in France, we have listeners in Spain, and we have listeners, I mean, down under in Australia, we all know how you guys, you know, your government feels about guns, which means that you can only have certain kinds. In the United Kingdom, where we have listeners, I don't think you can literally have any except for like what, like a an over-under shotgun and the cops are allowed to come to your house and inspect where it's stored at all times, like shit like that. Now, mind you, here in uh, in uh, the castle, uh, Castle de Colo, um, there's not there aren't pistols sitting on the table. Um, when I did have my firearms, they would be in the drawer of, of, of the table. 
or you know the end table perhaps or perhaps in a gun safe or in a night table or in my pocket or something to that effect but they just don't now some people might leave them sitting out all over the place i just don't like people to see what i have unless i have friends and you know people that i know that aren't thieves or scumbags coming to the home you're not going to leave things sitting out unlocked not to mention too a lot of these folks like to tell us that they're concerned about safety when it comes to children uh my son when he was six his first two firearms that he uh that he discharged with my supervision so he's a little guy right six years old the first weapon he shot was a 22 caliber pistol semi-automatic and i only put two rounds in at a time because you have to teach him mechanics you have to teach him how to aim you have to teach him finger off the trigger good trigger discipline how to acquire the target how to squeeze the trigger and how to hold it. And you have to cradle his hands while he's doing it because he's six. But it was my job as his dad to teach him how to do it. If you take my son to the gun range right now, my son has better trigger and gun discipline than most of the adults in there. I can promise you that. The second weapon that he fired that day was an AR-15. I know it's very scary. It grew legs and decided to massacre school. No, that didn't happen. We put two rounds in the magazine. I was right next. I held the rifle. I told him when to put his hand, his finger on the trigger, where to position his hands without regard to the right, just doing normal stuff. It didn't, it wasn't a scary novelty anymore. You know what I mean? This, and it's loud. And, you know, you tell him whatever you point this at, it's going to destroy it. It's never going to be around ever again. It's going to decapitate it. That's what I heard happen. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. That must have been one of those uh, plus P rounds that they use. I'm just kidding. I know that they don't make those. Green tips. Remember that one? That was a couple of years ago. No, green tips. What do they say about green tips? Oh, that, uh, what do they, armor piercing? I mean, they'll go through like a quarter inch of steel. Like they're they're right. steel core pe- like penetrator instead of uh, like uh, just a lead ball right. round. But it's not. I don't think it's technically classified as armor piercing. Like, dude, and- the way they worded it, man, made it sound like if you were gonna hunt seven forty sevens, this is the weapon for you. You know what I mean? Probably. No. Like it's a full metal jacket, steel casing. It's like this. It's sixty two grain instead of fifty five, and it's like it'll. Like, I know it'll go through steel like a quarter inch, but like, I don't know what armor rating you'd need to stop it. But what are 747s made out of? Uh, Air- aircraft aluminum, I'm guessing. Aircraft aluminum, carbon, yeah. steel. So yeah. it is. Jet a, fuel. So it is a 747 Hunter then. Jet, Jet fuel that can indeed <laughs> melt steel beams. <laughs> did you see that? Did I, like, did I send that to you in the Twitter chat, by the way? Yes. Where it was like the Joe Rogan interview with the Roadrunner, and he's like, "Yeah, because like, yeah, the jet hits the built the tower, and it leaves a coyote shaped." <laughs> I see what you're saying, and the Roadrunner's like, "Meet, meet." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's like, God damn it! Like, I can't listen to that fucking show anymore because that's literally what it sounds like. That and it's fucking uh, Mike Baker fucking <laughs> psyoping everybody. <laughs> I can't stand that, dude. Every time he brings that jerk off in there, it scares me because it's like, what are they doing? Like, oh, yeah, what are they doing to Joe? Are they calling him, <laughs> uh, Mr. Rogan? It's time for your, you know, obligatory once a year Mike Baker appearance. Yes, dear. <laughs> they say like the code word, like for MK Ultra. Hey, Joe, space shuttle. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he picks up his phone and he's like, Hello, Mike Baker. It's time for you to come on to my podcast and hangs up the phone and then Mike Baker shows up. That guy sucks. I'm not a fan of him or any of his colleagues for that matter or the organization. I think I know who you're talking about. It was like he's he's like older and looks yes. like a douchebag. 
looks and is. Yeah, okay. Is a douchebag. So speaking of douchebags, um, I want to get into the details of this, uh, the, the nitty-gritty, as it were, for this gun control bill that's going through. And again, those of you that live in other countries, you're like, you people are crazy. And it, Well, yeah, you might be right. But also, we don't care. I don't even care what my name is. <clears throat> should have i don't really care what anybody else has to say about it either including these uh this list of jerk offs that we just um read to you so this is what it is what's in the terrible gun deal here we go bribe states with tax dollars to impose red flag gun confiscation laws broaden the definition of who is a gun seller thus increasing the number of federal firearms licenses which becomes a backdoor way to impose universal background registration checks for almost every gun buyer Impose federally mandated waiting periods on certain adults before they can purchase rifles. Mind you, that's legally. Illegally, the black market. I mean, it's just, anyway, it doesn't matter. Disarm other law-abiding adults for nonviolent misdemeanors and more. My question is this. If we're going to play within the the scope of the Constitution where, um, you know, it's you have to have due process. You, a, a, a citizen may not be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. Firearms are property. How is it that this can pass muster? And that's the argument, too, is that we'll hear from people, who are going to fight it in the courts? Oh, well, you could, and you could also lose. You know what I mean? So life, liberty, and property without due process. So there's been no accusation of a crime. No crime has been committed. But imagine, I know the due process doesn't apply because it's not a crime. <laughs> well, done. well done. Well, think about this. I, those of you who have been listening to us, you know, the eight and a half of you that are stuck with us through thick and thin, I love you all, eight and a half, even the half one who's not all the way in, I still love the half of you that is. Um, think about all the, I know that some of you know at least one person who you could say that that person's significant other would definitely do a red flag on somebody they don't like. If they broke up with their significant other, I could think of at least three people that would do that. And it has happened, okay? It has happened. People have used the swatting as a weapon against people that they don't like. This just further expands the power that the police state has over individuals. It's not a good situation for any of us to be in. And the fact that they're going to go ahead with this, the red flag law is pre-crime. It's pre-crime. That's that's what it is. I mean, I mean, you could try to define it any other way. I won't agree with you. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what the definition is of the red flag. Like, I keep hearing about it. If if it's, how is it pre-crime if it's a red flag law and somebody has to report you in order for the red flag to go up? Is that correct, or am I so not? So it's like. So what he's saying by pre-crime is you're basically like. They could be like, oh, this person has firearms and I think that they're going to harm people. That's basically all oh, they can do. Okay. And then and then that gives them grounds to come in and either shoot you in your sleep or or come in and confiscate your weapons. At the very and least, then they'll do a welfare you. check. And it's like, who knows what And then happens. shoot you. How many times has that happened where a, quote, welfare check has taken place and somebody dies in their backyard? Because, you know, the cops just kill people like crazy. We'll get to one of those in a minute. Because I'm telling you, man, like it's a I never thought it would actually like it's a nightmare. It doesn't feel good. No, like, it's no good at like, all. I was incredibly lucky that like I'm not from a huge city and like the people that came like knew my family and they're like, oh, yeah, like this is bullshit. But yeah, like 
That was scary. That, that was, was still, yeah, like I'm still probably unpacking that one because I don't like digging that shit up. But no, it's yeah, it's like my dog was running around and I was like, oh my god, like I've seen so many videos where it's like this doesn't end well. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I like, can we go outside, please? Like, why are you here? Um, but yeah, no, it's not good. And it's like, yeah, somebody just has to call in, sound concerned, and be like, hey, like, it's. I mean, they did that. Um, what a couple of years ago it's it's usually more like military people that like have like something like something's yeah like they either have ptsd or something or like some one of their neighbors or family members or something thinks they have ptsd and they're like oh i know for sure that guy knows how to use what he has so it's like i'm afraid because like what if he decides that he's going to do some shit with it Absolutely. and it's like yeah that'll get that'll get the police to whatever house it is it'll get them to the door and they usually don't go alone they no. usually treat those a little more seriously um so it's like you, you, you could have a really bad day um and it's <clears> like <throat> if a lot of things just don't happen to go the right way like you could seriously have your shit fucked up just because maybe you have a bitch neighbor or something like yeah that's all that's seven different shades of bad news it's not good at all and um We'll see what happens. I'm sure it's going to pass. It's give and take, I guess, you know, the, they struck down one thing and now, you know, now, you know, the, the legislature is going to go ahead and erode away at more your rights. And of course our detractors and people that disagree with us think that they're saving lives. But um, I want you to think about this. So like, I believe in uh, this, the Supreme Ohio Soviet uh, passed a, a bill a while ago. Now you can correct me if you like. I know that I have my detractors and contrarians who may say, "Well, that's not exactly what it says." I'm going to give you the cliff's notes of this. If there's a domestic issue between you and your domestic partner, if it's your spouse, whoever, your, your whatever, whatever the case may be, the the dynamic, despite the definition of whether there's rings involved or not, if you get restraining orders filed in either direction, I believe that you are barred from possessing a firearm now mind you the person who's going to follow the law is the one who's not going to have one the person who really wants to hurt you is not going to be concerned with any paperwork whatsoever and is going to acquire a firearm by any means necessary if they really want to hurt you and they're going to hurt you and you will have the the bottom line here is that something that we are big self-defense people. This isn't about, you know, overthrowing the government or, you know, taking Nerf guns to, you know, to politicians' houses and having a fun time, you know, seeing which team wins. You know, that's really not what we're talking about here. But when it boils down to it, especially, and you know something, all the feminists out there that side with this gun control nonsense are by definition anti-feminist because female empowerment, minority empowerment is, is uh, gun proliferation. Armed minorities are harder to oppress. Okay. You know, if you're a lady and you're 120 pounds soaking wet and a dude my size wants to hurt you, good luck to you. But if you have a gun, you can fill me with holes, baby, until I stop. The great equalizer. It is the great equalizer, you know, and and that's the hill that I've decided to, to, you know, plant the flag and, and die on. And that's fine. I mean, We've been winning, and by we, I mean the community of people who enjoy firearms for many different purposes, but mostly to protect life. And, you know, property is second. My TV, I love and adore my television, but is it as important as my family? It's, I mean, we're not even in the same dimension at that point. My life, 
the, the life of the people that, that that I love and care about, those I'm responsible <laughs> for, and that's my friends. That is my immediate family, my extended family. That's what that's what this is all about here. And when you hear people say, well, what do you need 30 rounds for? In 2020, we had ample HD evidence of when 30 rounds or more would have been more than useful, okay? Uh, where 10 rounds, like, the, like you jerks in New Jersey, who can only have 10 round magazines, wouldn't have been sufficient. And that's if you're on your game and you hit targets 10 out of 10 times under duress, which is highly unlikely, unless you're, I don't know, Tim Kennedy or... You know, unless you, you train regularly, which let's face it, the majority of the population is not putting in that kind of training. You know what I mean? They know how to shoot. They know how to draw a weapon. Uh, they know how to count rounds. But, you know, faced with a mob of people who want to hurt you, your adrenaline kicks in, evolution kicks in, fight or flight kicks in. There's a lot of different things that happen. I'm not a fan of Dave Grossman, but Brian and I have read the books on killing and on combat. And he specifically goes through the psychological cost that is involved with when you get into a gunfight and how it affects people differently. Like, for example, some people will go deaf. They won't hear gunshots while they're shooting it out. They don't hear anything. Okay, some of them get tunnel vision. Sometimes it literally, these, these individuals say it looks like the Matrix where things are moving in slow motion. They're completely calm. They're completely in control. But their body handles the stress differently. Some people actually shit their pants, not because they're scared, but because their body's voiding their bowels, saying, we're not worried about that sphincter muscle. We're in a gunfight. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's literally like a biological. It's like a sympathetic response. Your blood technically it leaves your abdomen mm -hmm. and goes like to your arms, legs, more vital organs like you need to get. It's like the shit that you need to run or fight your way out is getting prioritized right now. And then, yeah, it also like moves your bowels because it's like i i mean it's weird because it's like the body doesn't want to risk like massive blood loss and also possible infection from like getting shit all over in a wound yeah. but it's like how does it know you know i mean it's tons and tons of evolution over millions or however many years i don't know it's fantastic how long people have been around but <laughs> it's it's amazing how it's amazing how amazing human beings are and how we're wired up and how evolution is really is the miracle that it is. And you don't have to consciously think for a lot of this stuff. It just happens. It just happens. Like, I mean, it's not even you turning on a switch. The switch is turned on for you, which to me is like, you know, I, every time I take my dog for a walk in the morning, we have an arch nemesis, which is the skunk. And the skunk has stalked us several times. Okay. Constantly, like every time I'm out in the park with the dog, like in the wintertime, it's the worst, right? Because I have to take this flashlight with me because I'm like, all right, we got to get out there because you got to do a poop and I need to get to work. So let's 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 teamwork here. We're on it. But I bring that flashlight with me because that son of a bitch. It's dark out, man. And let's say the moon isn't out. OK, it's a cloudy morning because, you know, here in the Ohio Soviet, the sun doesn't coming up. It isn't coming up for a while in the middle of December. It's a dark one, okay? Even at 630 in the morning, it's still dark. Like right now, I think sunrise is like 550. Like, it's ridiculous, right? Like, I don't, you, there's no flashlight necessary. But in the bowels, speaking of which, the bowels of winter, it is very dark. So I'm constantly scanning like a searchlight, looking for this skunk. And every time I see one, the dog kind of perks up and he does this thing where he puts his head down and he starts walking like he's stalking it. And I'm like, buddy, you don't want that smoke. Like, that's, that you're getting shaved. You're getting shaved and a tomato sauce bath. 
Not, we got, I got to throw out my favorite shirt. This isn't happening. We are not going to war with the skunk. And the skunk knows it because it'll peek its head up and it'll look at us. I actually ran from a skunk. And if anybody has video footage of it, I'll cop to it. But I looked like a scared little girl. Like the skunk looked and started galloping towards us. My feet didn't touch the ground. We were gone. Like I, like, I, I wasn't even breathing heavy. I should have had a heart attack. Maybe I didn't. I didn't realize it. But I was moving. I didn't think I had it in me. But you got enough collateral circulation. That's fine. Dude, when that skunk started charging at me, man, I was gone. Gone. Like, I, I was <laughs> not a, I'm going to have to shave every body hair on my body. I'm wearing my one of my favorite shirts. These shoes are fucked. I can't sacrifice this. This is too much to ask. So I ran. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, man, um, if, you, if you're a, a lady that favors gun control, uh, you are not a feminist. And that's I'm going to say that authoritatively here that that's, you know, gun uh, all gun control is racist, period. We all know that the f- real gun control acts that started, at least in this part of the continent, was to uh, yeah, to bar uh, people of African descent from owning firearms. Right. We all know that like Maj Touré has laid it out several times on several different podcasts how gun control was racist. We know Ronnie Reagan and not allowing people to carry firearms in the open in California is because the Black Panthers showed up with guns. That's gun control is racist. I'm sorry. There's no other way around it. And um, if you, like Christopher said, the great equalizer, if you don't, and like, if, like I said, if a six foot five dude and you're 120 pounds soaking wet, you can know all the jujitsu in the world. All he's got to do is get a hold of you in a way that you can't do anything about it. What if he knows jujitsu? You're in trouble, right? However, if you put holes in this individual and they stop moving, you've eliminated the threat. So we don't want anybody to get hurt. That's why you should carry a gun. Constitutional carry in the state of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's a good day to be alive uh, so that the regular people don't uh, need to get a permit and pay and get their rights back from the state. It's always a wonderful thing. Moving on. Speaking of cops, which you all know we're huge fans of on this show, obviously. Uh, this is from the Libertarian Institute. Matt Agarist is probably one of the most important people in the Liberty community because he does a great job of writing. He writes in several different um, online publications. Uh, this one particularly is the Libertarian Institute, as aforementioned. You can also find stuff from Scott Horton, who has been on the show as well. So listen to this. Remember, the goal is to get people to look at the police the way they look at the executives of tobacco company. You, you know exactly what you're getting, Right. This is the standing army of occupation, and it will do as it pleases. This one right here is out of Mesa, Arizona. So once again, Arizona, killing unarmed, innocent people. Who knew? I think I have the wrong one pulled up. You probably do. Okay. Yeah. So this is a city of Mesa, Arizona, settled a lawsuit with the family of a young man who was killed by police in September of 2020. As the Free Thought Project previously reported, okay. Is it this one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Angel Benitez, because it's under the, Angel Benitez was found asleep in a car, which was reported stolen. Benitez, for whatever reason, drove away from officers and stopped in an apartment complex in Mesa near the cross streets of University in Evergreen. Upon exiting the vehicle, bystanders reported Benitez had his hands raised when cops opened fire, killing the 21-year-old. The city of Mesa recently settled a civil lawsuit with the family for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I feel like that's not even anywhere near enough money. 
No, I don't. I don't think it is. Angel, there's a there's a video there. Could you roll that uh, video, please? Sure. Yeah, it's not going to be friendly. Here we Hold go. On. There we go. Yeah. All right, let's have it. So for those of you, okay, there we go. Uh, guide me in. Yep. I got photo paper over here. Pulled up right, right behind the car, right? He okay. said that he couldn't see any weapons. Couldn't see any weapons. All right, fa fast, uh, move the cursor along here, because so, this is 11 minutes, and we don't have 11 minutes for the cops and how they killed somebody. And I don't know what's happening, but the cursor went away. Oh, it did? All right. Well, anyway, this video will be available on the show notes if you care to see it. But the guy apparently surrenders and says, you know, like he puts his hands up, and the cops unload and kill him. $250,000 to the family, which I agree with Brian, isn't nearly enough. Uh, you know, they should have been tried for murder, which <laughs> that definitely isn't happening now, is it? Uh, so yet another example, you could say, well, Jay, you know, he stole a car. Okay. He's sleeping in the car that he stole. Does he really need to die? You kind of won already. You found the car and you found the, uh, you know, well, allegedly the person who stole it, right? Due process kicks in, right? No, you, you murdered him. So, I mean, I, I, again, does, does stealing the car give you the, uh, and of course, with, you heard the cop, he said that you didn't see a weapon. So what's, what's the deal here? It's just straight up murder, ladies and gentlemen. I bring you more of the same. So uh, here it is. The settlement comes on the heels of another settlement in 2021 when the city of Mesa for the unjustified killing of Matthew Shaver. As the Free Thought Project reported, Shaver, a contracted exterminator working for, with Walmart, was gunned down inside Mesa's La Quinta Inn as he was begging for his life. If you haven't seen that and you want to get angry... Don't watch it. It's incredibly sad. It's, I, it's, it's hard to hold your emotions back. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Don't and, watch it. And the individual who murdered him uh, is now getting PTSD pay... Okay, post-traumatic stress disorder pay and is getting a pension all paid for by the taxpayer. So, you know, I know that uh, your cousin's uncle's sister's former roommate is a great cop, but we don't buy <laughs> it. We're not buying it. You know, that's it's it's horrible. So uh, the whole instance uh, incident was disturbing for many, to say the least, and led to an international outcry amid calls for justice. Uh, Brailsford never spent one day behind bars as a convicted killer cop and later went on to retire with full benefits from the police department. In fact, he's eligible to be rehired as a cop almost anywhere in the country. Rumors are that he left police work and was working security at a local golf driving range, but those cannot be confirmed. My only hope is that while he's picking up golf clubs, he is struck by lightning and burnt to a crisp. But 
you know, I, I usually don't get what I want anyway, so he'll probably live a long and comfortable life. I'm sure that that's what it is. So, all right, now moving on to um, another, put it this way. So the last time we talked, and happy belated Father's Day to those of you that are dads. Um, Joe Biden, who is a great dad, obviously, uh, Hunter Biden, wonderful, upstanding young man. Even better bike rider. Wasn't that, <laughs> wasn't that sad, ladies and gentlemen? Did anybody see that? Like, it was so so sad that the man joe biden who is um the former vice president of the united states and currently the reigning president of the united states with 81 million votes to his credit um even though doesn't he have the lowest approval ratings since forever in a day i mean lower than nixon maybe i I don't know and that's a bold statement he was getting off of his bike he was in delaware which i still am not convinced is even a real place people say ohio's not real I'm sorry. I don't even know if Delaware is real. Not sure. Never been there. Uh, I'm not sure it's real. So he's getting off of his bike and he committed to putting all his weight on his right leg and his foot was still stuck in the pedal and fell right down and then immediately gets up playing it cool and got into the face of a little girl because, you know, you go with what's familiar. If you want to play it cool, you got it. You got to start sniffing little kids. So, Uh... yeah, no good. No good. So. How's everybody feeling about um, how's everybody feeling about midterm elections? Now, everything is if you've seen pictures of the uh, Court of Supremes, you can see that they've erected erected great word. They've put up they've erected uh, fencing to protect uh, their majesties of the court, their lordships, because I believe that the Roe v. Wade overturning is going to be happening here sometime soon. We asked this before and I'll ask again. Do you think this has the major impact on Democrats being able to hold more seats or perhaps used as a tool in their favor? The Uvalde thing, and by the way, more has come out about that whole situation. Don't they have of them with shields and not going in and trying to kill the bad guy? They'll kill you for sleeping in a stolen car. I've heard they're trying to keep, they've hired a private law firm so that way they can contest whether or not like camera footage will come they're out. They're also demolishing like, the school. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's gone. Oh my God. I haven't been on no, my they phone. Gotta like get, all they got to do a clean slate. Yeah. Get rid of all the evidence. Burial at sea. Bin Laden. <laughs> oh <my laughs> right. Right. Vegas Trust us. We killed like, him. We got to they're, watch. They're going to like play it up. Like we don't think anybody should have to be in this building where such terrible things have happened or some shit. And it's right. like, they'll play it. They'll bring out the fucking family. They'll bring out, they'll, they'll do all the fucking shit. Where the and it's like cops you, sat around for an hour playing hopscotch. The death parade. Yeah, truly. So that's exciting. Um, God damn, dude. I, yeah, it's a terrible place. It's, it's a, this place really sucks. Uh, won't benefit them in the long run because the outrage will be short but with the news cycle the way it has been oh and speaking of which i know that i jumped from idea to idea but i don't know if anybody knew this the first american who was fighting on behalf of uh vladimir Zelensky's nazi army in um ukraine of course i'm joking of course because that's what i'm told that the jewish guy has all these nazis under his control um, that the Donbass Pe- People's Republic, whatever, 
Um, the People's Republic of Donbass. It's yeah, it's the Donbass People's Republic. They uh, they caught him and he has been sentenced to death. So an American will be executed uh, by the Donbass People's Republic because they are calling him a mercenary, even though he has been fighting for the Ukrainian army since 2018. Is this going to be our Franz Ferdinand? Is this going to be? Oh, God, they come so fast, though. The Franz Ferdinand moments are like every week now. You know what I mean? Like, but it's every... like this would. I mean, how are they? If it saves one life, right? We got to go kill bunches of people. Um, <laughs> but like, you don't think that would? You don't think that would step things up a little bit? Like, oh hey, like you killed, and this is the first American that's going to be. Like, have any Americans died already? And I just wasn't aware of it. Or, yeah, I, you know, I I don't know, man. Like, like all those Reddit people that went over there and were like, "Oh, what do you mean?" Like, it's the it's the same as like the communist memes, where it's like, "What do you mean? I won't get to make art in my fucking apartment." It's, yeah, it's like literally like, yeah, you don't get the rifle that guy does when he falls over. You can pick it up if you're still here. Like, it's like that kind of shit. But. Well, here's the news. This is from Popular Front, which, by the way, I've asked people to follow it on the Instagram because it's a phenomenal account. Like, And it doesn't just cover stuff that's in Ukraine. I mean, we're talking about like the poop hit the air conditioning in several other countries. They're covering the current insurgency against the uh, the government of Myanmar, also known as Burma, which has a fabulous record of human rights. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. Uh, they cover news like this all over the planet. It's uh, even like there's crap going down in Corsica because Corsica is an island in the Mediterranean that's owned by France. It's where Napoleon's from. They apparently don't like being French, so they continually fight the police in the streets, which I mean, and and, and proud we are of all of them. Good for them. Um, whatever. Keep do whatever. I don't even care. But this here we go. So this is what it says. Information has been circulated by the BBC. That's the British Broadcasting Company, not Big Black Cock. That Peter, <laughs> just to be clear, Chris, Big I'm, Ben Clock, yeah, <laughs> right. Big Ben Clock. That's funny. That uh, POW, uh, British Ukraine Marine Aiden Aslan. So this is the British guy has been informed by his captors in the separatist Donetsk People's Republic. Okay, so I got it wrong. Yeah, it's Donetsk People's Republic. That his execution may proceed soon if negotiations by the UK do not succeed. Succeed. Oh, so he's a he's a Royal Marine. Uh, he's no, he's a Ukrainian Marine who was born oh. in Great Britain. Oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, they did capture two Americans, and they're calling them soldiers of fortune, which isn't a very good thing if you know anything about that. Which means that they could be executed for being mercenaries. That they're not quote protected by the Geneva Convention. I just knew it used to be a magazine. <laughs> Yes, it was. No, you're absolutely right. It absolutely was. It was a, also a video game. Yeah, yeah. It was also a video game, too. So this one is, the Kremlin's chief spokesman told NBC News Monday that two American fighters who went missing in Ukraine, Alex Drecki, 39, and Andy Tiao, Tai and Gok Hyun. Uh, okay, he's, whatever. Yeah. Andy. Andy. And, yeah, Andy. Andy, you know, from uh, from Muncie, Indiana. Whatever. Uh, 27, where soldiers of fortune have been taken into custody. The spokesman also claimed that the two men were not protected by the Geneva Conventions as prisoners of war. In the first comments the Kremlin has made about the two men, the spokesman Dmitry S. Peskov uh, said that they had been involved in the shelling and firing on Russian forces and should be held responsible for the crimes they have committed, end quote. 
He said they were being held while their cases were investigated. The U.S. State Department released a statement urging Moscow and the authorities in Russian-occupied Ukraine to abide by international law. We call on all the Russian government as well as its proxies to live up to their international obligations. You're really asking the Russians to live up to international obligations. They don't give a shit. Do we even live up to international obligations in Yemen? Like, what? what's going on with that? Did we Have we righted our wrong? Not we, they. You know what I mean? Like... What are you talking about? Like this, it's word salad. Oh. Any, well, anytime you're told to live up to your obligations, it's really just a disappointing time for you. So <laughs> if somebody <laughs> says that to you, just don't do it because you're not going to enjoy yourself. I'm going to do that to my kid. I'm like, listen, I need you to uh, live up to your obligations and please put away the dishes. And he doesn't enjoy himself, does he? No, he's not a fan of that right. at all. No. That's what Living I mean. up to your obligations is quite a letdown, even on the yeah. international scene or locally in your own kitchen. It's true. So uh, so they're urging it. them to uh, live up to their national obligations and treat uh, treatment of any individual, including those captured and fighting in Ukraine. Representatives of the men's family said on Monday that they were not surprised by the Kremlin stance, but they argued vehemently that Andy and Mr. Drecky should be protected by the Geneva Conventions. And the guy, the British guy, listen to this. Okay, so <laughs> this is not good. Aslin was sentenced to death in a mock trial alongside fellow British-Ukrainian Marine Sean Pinner and Moroccan-Ukraine Marine Brahim Saudan after their surrender at Mariupol. In a recent phone call with his family, Aslin stated that his captors warned him that if negotiations did not succeed, he would be executed as planned. He also stated that his captors claim the UK has not attempted to negotiate his release. Jesus. Yeah, while this new information is a grave development, the information given to Aslan by his captors is unlikely to represent the entire reality of the ongoing situation. Statements such as these are often given to POWs to pressure negotiations, which makes sense if you think about it, and the likelihood of psychological torture and disinformation given to Aslan by his captors is very high. So... Let's think about it a couple of there's there's several ways to approach this right so there's what brian said the franz ferdinand moment you execute this british guy you kind of give the green light for the united kingdom's government to say well you killed one of our own people and we tried to get him back and you said yet hey nato yeah hey nato also how about those lithuanians <clears throat> so this is a good point if you think about it so vladimir putin praise be upon him uh the great warlord of soviet russia said that Ukraine had always been an integral part of Russia, right? That's an argument that he made in this 800 page or 800 word, whatever it was, this thesis he put together, uh, this article that he penned last year, you know, kind of leading up to where we're at right now in that part of the world. Well, there's a port city in the Baltic that is called Kaliningrad. It is a Russian exclave. And for those of you that are not familiar with history, Kaliningrad used to be part of someplace called Prussia. It's like Russia, but with a P in front of the R, called Prussia. Okay. They were German. Okay. After World War II, now mind you, a lot of people are not familiar with this, but the Baltic states, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, going all the way up to the Gulf of Finland, into Finland, that area, um, and then to northeast towards Novogorod, uh, back in the day before there was like a united Russia. There were crusades. People think about crusades against, you know, like Arab Muslim populations or Turkish Muslim populations, right? They forget that the Knights of Livonia, through the Catholic Church and all of its brilliance, sent knights to Christianize via crusade that part of Europe, the Baltics, right? 
there are massive amounts of crusades. Those were launched along that corridor. And where Kaliningrad is now used to be called Konigsberg. And Konigsberg was like the, the seat of King's town, Konig, right? That's where, like, you know, the Prussian aristocracy, all that good stuff. Well, the Soviet Union came in and bulldozed all of that Western European history. That was, it's gone. You, it's the, the castle, everything, it's destroyed. They built the palace of the Soviets on top of the ashes. Not even joking. So that, that's gone. We will never get to see the castle. But if Putin's going to say Ukraine was always part of Russia, can we say that Kaliningrad was always part of Germany? Well, this might actually happen. Maybe not. I'm being I'm getting excited over here because uh, we're putting the map back together back to 1914 before the poop really hit the air conditioning. Uh, what are they going to undo Israel or can we not talk about that? We're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to get shot by Mossad as I take my dog out again. It's not going to be the skunk that gets me. It's going to be the Mossad. Um, what, uh, what's going on with that? So the Lithuanians, in order to get fuel and stuff to this exclave, you have to have rail cars pass through Lithuania to get there. I've also Poland is surrounding it to the south. The Lithuanians said, how about you go have intercourse with yourself, comrade? We're not letting your trains through. They were like, no, we're not. We're not. Lithuania is also like crowdfunded, like sending weapons to Ukraine. Like, they really don't like the Russians. And, you know, if you've read a few history books, you can understand why anybody in the Baltic states wouldn't like the Russians for a myriad of reasons. Did you see the people that were raising money for like munitions by like writing custom notes on like mortars and bombs and shit? Yeah, I did see that. They were like, yeah, I, well, there was some about somebody's girlfriend or somebody's. I, I forget, but oh, there, I, there was one that was like the ooh, ooh face, like that thing, and someone was like, "Imagine getting killed by this!" Like, imagine, <laughs> dude. That's nothing different because they used to write messages on artillery shells. Oh yeah, Happy Easter to Hitler, like all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. They, so I mean, it's nice that the tradition has continued to this point. So Lithuania, uh, tiny little Lithuania, where we have listeners in Lithuania, by the way. I don't know how to say hi in your language, but hi in English. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, I'm, it's, in Russian, it's Siva, but we're not. I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to use that. It's no Russian. I thought that meant thank you. What? Spasiba thank you. Yeah. How do you say th- how do you say please in Russian? It doesn't. Uh, is, it, is it Privyet or is that? I, I can't fucking remember. Privyet. It doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Duolingo's like tracking me down right now. I love um, Bonjourno. Bon. <laughs> Bonjourno. <laughs> Arrivederci, Lithuania. Um, so good. <laughs> good for them. Gorlami, as Christopher said. Yeah, go- Gorlami. <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. So if Russia wants to make a historical claim, I guess the Germans could, but I think they've been completely and totally deballed over the last hundred years and in one case they certainly they certainly asked for it and they got it um it's not a part of google translate language what lithuanian that's a shame what is it what is their language lithuanian don't they speak lithuanian i don't know you're talking i'll look it up oh for christ oh nope there it is i sorry i scrolled past it Unreal, fucking up over there. Unreal. <laughs> you're, you're you're supposed to be the boss. You're the one that needs to be setting an example to the rest of us. 
My goodness. Uh, it's it's S V E I K I. Press the button that gives you that they say it out loud. There, there's no button. That's this is horseshit. I, I'll. Sh- do you want me to share the screen and show you? That's fine. Share the screen. I want to see what. Yeah, because I don't know how to pronounce that. My people don't come from Lithuania. All right, let's see here. It's right here. You got to click on the actual Google Translate. You got to click on the link. This one? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. There okay. you go. Okay, well, I guess we're I not thought... going to hear what it sounds when I do, like. When Fine. I do it on all other computers, I can... it's just right there. I swear to God. I believe you. I swear to God. I've never had to click on the link, Google Translate. I just type it in, and it pops up, and then I can press the the sound button. I do it at work all the time. All right. I believe you. I believe you. I'm going to look it I up. Don't. <laughs> you don't. I, I don't believe you at all. <laughs> That's why I was like, it's not working. Let's see if I can find it real quick. We got to do this now. We're committed. We're committed to Lithuanian. All right. So here we go. Let's see here. I have it. It says voice output isn't available. No? All right. Well, that's too bad. Okay. Well, I guess we're not going to learn, but yeah, thanks in Lithuanian after all that. It's this computer. All right. Great. Well, I don't know. I say that in Lithuanian. This computer doesn't work, comrade. We're sorry. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yes. It's big hunk of shit. They're not good at all. Yeah, it says it's not available. It won't let me do it. So uh, speaking of World War I... My favorite topic, I have a surprise. So I don't know if anybody has ever heard this, but there's a lot of language that we use to this day that was uh, started in the uh, conflict that led to the end of civilization from which we have never recovered from, as Mr. Vonnegut would say. So check this out. World War I slang we still use to this day. Basket case. A soldier injured so badly he could be carried off the battlefield in a basket. The big show, the big show, this is the big show, but no, the big show, actually, the the origin of that phrase comes from the uh, Meuse-Argonne offensive, (laughs) camouflage to disguise, not a fabric pattern, chatting to sit around talking to other soldiers while picking lice from clothing. Jesus Christ. What? Yes. That's where chatting comes from. Okay. It gets better. Chew the fat. Talk in a resentful manner. Cooties. You know, like girls have cooties. That actually meant lice. That that the the, the World War One uh, soldiers. That's what they called uh, lice. He's got the cooties. Feeling crummy means that you have lice eggs because you could, you know. Bro- <laughs> Are all of these lice related? <laughs> right. All of our lice related lingo came from World War One. <laughs> A bunch of lousy terms, you know? Speaking of lousy, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, What do they call uh, a, what is the plural form of lice? Louse. Louse. That's where the word lousy comes from, being infected (laughs) with lice. So, yes, it all comes back to the louse. Um, Over the top. Master of the house. <laughs> that was a great episode. That was a great episode. Those some people will laugh and others will need. It. Uh, the word posh—that's more of a British English term. Although you hear it occasionally here, but not often. That means to look sharp. And of course, everybody's heard "over the top," right? 
now you can say something is over the top which means it's it's ridiculous or it's above and beyond what you expected it actually meant to go jump over the parapet in across no man's land to get murdered by the germans um not good not a good yeah, time it's a, it's a little over the top it's a little over the, it is a little over the top how about this the following are examples of slang words that originated during world war one but are no longer in use along with their definitions but now they're going to be in use i want to bring it back like randall did and clerks too except we're not going to use that term uh not on this show uh angel don't do it don't what say term? it the one that randall tried to bring back in clerks too uh where he had it on the back of his work shirt the pm yeah he, he's taking it back <laughs> we're, we're not doing that yeah the PM. The PM. we're not doing that uh but these are uh, phrases that <laughs> i encourage you to inject into uh your daily conversation perhaps we can get it back into the lexicon. Your daily vernacular all right all right, here we go. Crump hole. Crater left behind from a heavy artillery shell. If you're fighting in Ukraine, that might uh, apply to you. You could use that as the new term for butthole. Crump a crump hole. hole. Yeah, a crump <laughs> hole, you know? Yeah. Pardon me, I got a little mud on me crump hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, actually. It's, it's just all mud. All right. Now, you've heard the word, uh, let's see here. Doughboys, obviously, they don't use it anymore, but that was a term for American soldiers. Now we use it for people who are overweight, and there's lots of us out there. So please, get into it and get after it. Uh, how about this one? The phrase, gone west. Go west, young man. Well, apparently in World War One, gone west meant to die. So, you know, Frank over there has gone. <laughs> that was the only way out. Like... That's how you got back. <laughs> oh, Fuck, man. It's terrible. Trench rabbit. That is a rat. That is a rat, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Wastage. Casualties as a result of actions taken by politicians or military leaders. Also those killed in between major battles. Uh, Willie. Willie. That's not your penis. Back then, that meant corned beef. I don't know how they got there, but kind of a Willie sandwich. If you say that at a delicatessen here in the United States of America, you will get some looks. They'll serve I need a little Willie in me mouth. <laughs> are these are these like British and like, like what? These are British, of course they're okay. British. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm just making sure. The U.S. got there in night in uh, late 1917. I, yeah. I, I understand. A Willie sandwich is that like the TV safe version of Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay? Like because crump hole kind of sounds like crumpet, and so I was you know just kind of. Well, now we know it's your butthole. Uh, it's, and, and you <laughs> yeah. know, yep. Okay. I've I've reclaimed that term. Puppets can come out of it. Yes, they could in a different form, in a different shade. <laughs> um, how about this one? This one has been used for a long time. I don't know why they say it's not in use anymore. Frog, French soldier, the frogs. I mean, that's and I mean no disrespect, but that's what people called. Uh, back, that's lame. Back when uh, the Iraq War, because they eat frogs. <laughs> I don't know. Angel, look that up. Why what did... about the Iraq War? The Iraq War. They called uh, Rush Limbaugh called them cheese eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't even think it was fair back then because if once again we're on the topic of World War One, if you read the goddamn books, like an entire generation of them stood there and died, like they weren't surrender monkeys at all. World War Two, they got the, the cheese shit out of them, fucking delicious. Uh, yes, disrespecting cheese at all on this program uh, carries a death sentence. Not acceptable. We're not having it. I will cram my fist straight up your crump hole. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes. It says the French were called fistful of willy because that possibly due to them eating frogs legs as a delicacy or it could relate to the wet marshy land of the low countries um it or at hamlet outside of paris it's it may be a reference to counter-revolutionaries in the french revolution frogs counter-revolutionaries in french revolution yeah don't know i'm not going to dive into that i'll probably never get out of that that topic ever ever that that's a it's pretty lame yeah i and yeah frogs frogs the frogs hate us tony soprano said that he's like why don't you go to rome the frogs hate us well we're dumping we're making them gay with the toxic water yeah it's not good at all (laughs) it's not good so uh yeah so there's a little uh great war lingo for you um there's some more there but none of them are really at like there's no way like archie calling some archie is german anti-aircraft fire Bosch. Now, if you've read The Forgotten Soldier, you know that's what they still called the Germans uh, from the French perspective, the Bosch, allied name for a German. Also, Fritz, Hun, Jerry, and Kraut. I've heard, obviously, all of them, but I believe Hun was used in propaganda posters by both the British and the United States during the Great War. So, um, making them look like apes. We're, we're, the, the government of this country is really that's good. terrible. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. Um, yeah, uh, dehumanizing your enemy as it were, which we had no business fighting, by the way. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh, speaking of uh, Federal Reserve Act, Christopher was all wound up before the show uh, about the creature from Jekyll Island. Um, He was very upset about that, and it all boils back down to that. (laughs) He was like, Christopher, what did you say? You think January 6th was a coup? (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you thought January 6th was a coup. The Federal Reserve Act of 1913, that was the fucking coup. That was the coup, and it, that happened over a century ago, and we're all fucked because of it. Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. Uh, it's not good at all. So, um, I, uh, you know, I'm hopeful for the gun stuff. I'm very hopeful. I'm very excited. Like I said, a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm a little bit nervous about the reaction to the Roe v. Wade, but I'm especially more concerned about uh, women being able to do whatever they want with themselves. Uh, that's paramount. And yeah, you know, I think you should be able to kill your baby. I, I I don't really care. I don't want to pay for it, or I don't want to pay for it to go to daycare. So kill away. I don't give a shit. Just leave me alone. Daycare uh, jail. Yeah. Don't want to pay either. Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. So, yeah, we'll see what happens here. But again, and I, the meltdown from the left over the gun ruling. They're like, in the midst of all these mass shootings and blah 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 blah. And you know what's great is. Brian was on this for a while about MK Ultra, and he, he he's read about. I mean, we're all familiar with it, okay? If you at least a little bit, and you know, Joe Rogan had a couple of people on who actually talked about MK Ultra and Manson being an MK Ultra and Ted Kaczynski being the subject of a uh, of acid treatment and all that. You know what I mean? It's coming out finally, and then I think that a lot of this again. I know that we have a tendency to see everything as a psyop. But is it possible that these mass shooters, who knows? Who knows? So I, I don't, when's the next one going to come? I mean, the kids are out of school for at least another two and a half months. So I guess maybe in August. I don't know. When the kids you are back to school. still got summer school. You still got, yeah, There's but you never hear about it. But you never hear about summer school. They're not mad at summer school, which is the worst form of school. That's where they're recruiting. They got all the fucking uh, disgruntled children. Yeah, we're like, right. 
What is this ain't? It's like the fucking Breakfast Club in there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Have you? Did you ever do summer school at university or in high school? No, I mean I had to. I got taken to like a youth entrepreneurship camp against my will. Oh, okay. Against you, you were coerced. Well, yeah. Well, it was like it was like the last two weeks of summer break, like before I started high school. So it was like between eighth and ninth grade, and it's like I wanted to hang out with my friends and do shit that fucking kids do. And it's like, it'll be good for you someday. And it's like, they had us, they had us as children literally like design a concept for a business. And then like at the end, they had us pitch it to like a fucking, I don't know, a dining hall full of people. And it's like the whole time I was like, okay. Like I just thought it was like a project for a grade because it's like, I'm doing this for school and then people are like, yeah, so like, when are you going to start your business? My friend and I made like a car washing service or some shit. And they're like, yeah, like, do you have cards? Like, can we do it? And I'm like, what? Like, this isn't real. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, no, like, that's a, like, why aren't you doing this? Like, what? like, I completely did not grasp why, like, it just seemed like a, it was like, everything felt like a mock trial. Like, I don't know if they had you do those in school, but like in my government class, they had us fucking do like mock trials and people would be like a mock jury and shit. And it was like, oh yeah, this is it. Okay, we're going to leave. We're going to take off our little pretend hats and fucking, and they're like, oh no, like this is real. And I'm like, I'm like, four, I'm 14. Like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, no, I, we, we had a, uh, an election in my, uh, my senior yeah, year. You did say that. Yes, we did do that. And I was, uh, the election was rigged against me the candidate for the communist party i uh, was uh everybody voted for me and nobody voted for me at the same time so um yeah that was uh i was to be mayor of my small town and the fix I, is in. I, the fix is in because i was going to institute revolutionary change i was going to take over the city government that evening you're going to kill 10 percent of the population you have you to not wait for them to catch up they gotta go they, they gotta <laughs> go we don't have time to wait as captain carl taught us there's no time to wait comrade some chop chop, chop literally chop chop Head on the block. Yeah, I was going to take over the city government and I was going to declare a uh, worker state in my small little hometown of like 20,000 people. And um, yeah, and then the trials would begin, which would have been sentencing trials, let's be fair. Um, and all the major leaders of business and industry in town uh, would have been put to the sword, uh, you know, for just being themselves members of the bourgeoisie or the ruling elite. And the election was rigged. And I, an 18 year old communist high school student, was not. Um, and then I boycotted my, I, they relegated me to clerk of courts and I, I abstained. I refused to show up for it. So clerks three. Clerks three. <laughs> clerks three, the rigged election. <laughs> so um, what is this angel? Five planets aligned perfectly visible until the end of June. It hasn't been seen since 1864. Yes. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. So is this like something that like uh, little Maz and the people who believe in horoscopes, is that what, is this relevant to them? Uh, well, no, I mean, it's relevant to people that are interested and in just looking at your planet and seeing the surroundings. Can, can I ask a question? Yes, you may. I've seen this on social media and this is probably my age showing. What does it mean with Mercury's in retrograde? What, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. No, I'm serious because I see it and I'm like, I this sounds as, like mumbo jumbo to me. It, it is. It doesn't mean anything. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about this. All right, go on. So. For those of you who are interested, you can see Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Um, it's going to be visible every morning, all of those planets, until the end of June. And this alignment hasn't been seen since 1864. That's exciting. So if you look towards the eastern sky, 
Um, right before 5 a.m., they say that's the best time to see it. Um, I'm getting up from work at 3, baby. <laughs> yeah, so starting um, today, this morning, until Saturday morning is the best time to see it. And then, you know, you can still see the other planets, but one of them moves along. Um, let's see which one. I can't remember. Oh, Mercury. Mercury will leave um, the morning sky when July arrives, but the rest of the planets will remain visible for the beginning of July and spread further and further apart as the month progresses. So... I think that's pretty cool. So look at look to the sky. All right, this is very cool. Look to the sky. Uh, if Mercury is in retrograde, it's uh, it's an optical illusion. I see that, um, and it means it looks as if the planet is moving backwards from our view here on Earth. See, and did you see this part? One of astrology's most nerve wracking events. Researchers have closely analyzed what could happen during this three week period, Christopher. Some astrologers believe it can lead to the following. Falling out with friends, experiencing misunderstandings, travel, log logic and communication getting disrupted, logic getting disrupted. That happens every day. I don't think we need to. Um... <laughs> right. Like that's just a normally naturally occurring event every fucking day. Every day. Look at this one. This is the next one. Emails getting lost. <gasps> Heavens. Um, flights being delayed. Wow, just an increased amount? Jesus. Other January 6th insurrection. January 6th. And it says other misfortune, brain fog, anxiety, confusions around work projects. That's headaches. every day. That's Is Mercury in retrograde right now? Like <laughs> for the last forty for the last forty-two years, my friend, Mercury has been <laughs> right here. Um, so Here's one I want to close off with really quick, and I sent this to the gang, and I'm going to share it with you. This once again comes from um, the Free Thought Project, whom you know we're huge fans of, and yet again, uh, Matt Agarist um, is all over it. Like he is fantastic, and that uh, was the article I pulled up earlier by correct. mistake because I thought that that's the one that you were referencing, yeah. not the other one. This, this other is one important. Was from the Libertarian Institute, right? This one is from the Free Thought Project, which you all know that we're big fans of, and I'm sure that you are as well that are listening. So check this out. So hopefully, Comrade Elon Musk, praise be upon him, can do something about this when he takes over the twatting. So Twitter has <laughs> been the twatting. Twitter has been on a recruitment drive of late, hiring a host of former feds and spies, former, wink, wink, uh, studying a number of employment and recruitment websites. Mint Press has ascertained that the social media giant in recent years recruited dozens of individuals from the national security state to work in the fields of security, trust, safety, and content. Chief amongst those is the Federal Bureau of Investigations. The FBI is generally known as domestic security and intelligence force. However, it has recently expanded its remit into cyberspace. The FBI's investigative authority is the broadest of all federal law enforcement agencies. The about section of its website informs readers. The FBI has divided its investigations to a number of programs, such as domestic and international terrorism, foreign counterintelligence, and cybercrime, it adds. For example, in 2019, Don Burton, the former director of Washington operations for Lockheed Martin, there's another name again, was poached from her job as senior innovations advisor to the director at the FBI to become senior director of strategy and operations for legal, public policy, trust, and safety at Twitter, a job that she is you know, clearly qualified for. 
The following year, Karen Walsh went straight from 21 years at the Bureau to become Director of Corporate Resilience at the Silicon Valley Giant. Twitter's Deputy General Counsel and Vice President of Legal, Jim Baker, probably related to Mike Baker, also spent four years at the FBI between 2014 and 18, where his resume notes he rose to the role of Senior Strategic Advisor. Meanwhile, Mark Jaroszewski, a Polish guy, ended his 21-year posting as a supervisory special agent in the Bay Area to take up a position at Twitter, rising to become Director of Corporate Security and Risk. And Douglas Turner spent 14 years as a Senior Special special Agent uh, in SWAT, team leader for uh, before being recruited to serve in Twatter's corporate uh, twatting and executive security services. Previously, Turner had spent seven years as a Secret Service special agent with the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, when asked to comment by Mint Press, the former FBI agent and whistleblower Colleen Rowley said that she was not surprised at all to see FBI agents now working for uh, the very tech companies the agency polices, stating that they now exist and now exists, excuse me, a revolving door between the FBI and the areas that they are trying to regulate. This created a serious conflict of interest in her mind, as many agents have one eye on post-retirement jobs. The truth is that the FBI, 50% of all normal conversations that people had uh, were about how you were going to make money after retirement. It's interesting. Many former FBI officials hold influential roles with, uh, within Twitter. For instance, in 2020, Matthew... W left a 15-year career as an intelligence program manager at FBI to take up the post of senior director of product trust at Twitter. Patrick G, a 23-year-old FBI supervisory special agent, 23 year at not old, but 23 years at the supervisory agent in the FBI, now head of corporate security. And Twitter's director of insider risk and security investigations, Bruce A, was headhunted from his role as a supervisory agent at the bureau. So for those of you that are fed posting on Twitter, you really are going to be fed posting. It's no me gusta. It's going to be bad news bears. Um, I bring you more of the same uh, every week. Um, today was only, there was a little bit of a bright spot for the people trying to defend themselves outside of their home. Uh, other than that, it's uh, service as usual. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, perhaps you're just as sad as I am, in which case that's you know pretty normal. I don't have anything else for today. Does anybody else have anything to add? We'll start with you, uh, the boss. No, just go check out the planets, man. It's cool. Look look at the sky. I think it's a great idea. five in the morning. Yeah. Brian will be out there. Brian, how about you, buddy? You going to get ready to go to bed here? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I got a shower. <laughs> get ready to go to bed. All right, man. Because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just, you know, figuring life out. All right. Well, you continue to figure it out. We we uh, we believe that you will figure it out. Um, Thank you. One way or the other. Chris, do you have anything else? Uh, no. Uh, just remember that, you know, Mercury, Mercury is in retrograde, and that means you might wind up with a little extra mud on your crumb pole. Um, <laughs> sop that up with a fistful of willy, and uh, everything's going to be all right. Can Todd make a soap that's called Fistful of Willy? <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. <clears throat> use, right. that as your, use that as your crump hole cleanser. <laughs> the crump hole cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> Fistful of Willy. It's kind of like it's the double entendre because it could be a gay joke. But then also- we all really know it's a fistful of, you know lunch meat <laughs> it also sounds like a clint eastwood movie 
That's funny right weird. there. I like that. Awesome. Uh, uh, how does the record uh, process going, the recording for the band? Uh, we're mostly done. Um, so we've yeah. quote unquote finished the songs. Now we got to go and do touch ups. Um, so Eddie, our uh, guitar player and, and master of the uh, mixing and mastering mm-hmm. is uh, working on mixing and mastering right now and then taking notes on uh he's just cre- compiling a list of things that need touched up as he's going through mixing and mastering so once he's compiled that list we shall all get together and then do whatever touch-ups we need and then and then finish mixing and mastering those touch-ups and then uh and then we should be good to go for the album it's taken us almost a goddamn year but you know we're, we're almost there Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We're marching yeah. towards the finish line with fistfuls of Willie. <laughs> As, that's the only way to march. For a right. Tr- right. That's cool. All right, man. Excellent. So I'd like to take this opportunity, first and foremost, to thank our patrons. Deeply grateful. If you haven't checked out the new B-side that's out, please do so. And give me a little bit of feedback, what you think. Um, as usual, I'm always up for uh, suggestions. Suggestions here on the regular show, if you have something you want to talk about. Conspiracy Corner is going to kick off again here in a little bit. I have a lot of work to do on a certain topic that happened in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. So um, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one. It might be two parts. It might be longer than that. But either way, um, it's going to be interesting. So we, we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, so glory to the patrons. Thank you very much. Glory to our sponsors, of course, Nexus.com. Ray Faba, fine art design from the Great Lakes. I paint acronal accidents or happy accidents. And, of course, Team Mandalore, who does continue to keep cycling extremely weird. It's the way we like it. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come to discuss something very important here. It's the contents of your crump hole, as Christopher put it. So, um, if you've had a fistful of willy in your crump hole, you know what I mean? Um, if you've decided to fist yourself with a roast beef sandwich, I, it, we here at this show do not judge your activity. We're not interested in any of that, ladies and gentlemen. But we are interested in your asshole health, Okay. As you've seen the past couple of days, it's been a real scorcher here in the Northeast Ohio Soviet. Real warm, very warm, and today was a little bit muggy. And when those things combine with each other, like, for example, not too far from where I live, there's a local festival that happens every year. That pavement gets really hot all day, right? The sun's getting into it. It's just heating it up. The smell of grease, French fries, funnel cakes, elephant ears, all of the fair food that'll give you uncontrollable diarrhea after you eat fistfuls of it and return home, perhaps a couple of corn dogs and some honey mustard. Next thing you know, you've got a problem on your hands, maybe even literally, we hope not. However, if you do have a problem where it's scattered all over the place, my friend Todd from Akron Apothecary and his very gay soap are here to help you out. Why? Todd's gay soap is medically medically tested ladies and gentlemen to take care of monkeypox and all variants of the coronavirus that get inside of your asshole todd's case soap has been made crafted specifically to target these enemies of your ass and destroy them like a fist of justice in your ass you know what i mean a fist of justice in your crump hole as they would say in the great war in the trenches on the western front we don't know what they said in the eastern front so they were speaking german and Russian. We don't know, but we know what the Brits were saying about their crump holes. They wish they had Todd's gay soap in the trenches, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you that right now. So, with that being said, as these summer months continue to march on, don't let the heat and the stink and the sweat march upon your asshole. 
Let your loved ones march upon your asshole, your lover, your girlfriend, your girlfriend's boyfriend, your wife's boyfriend. However you split it, however you go after it, as long as it's consensual among adults, we're here to tell you to keep that consensual mutual love and ass wrecking going by getting into Todd's Gay Soap. Todd's Gay Soap is going to keep your ass clean during these terrible summer months. Fat folds, underarms, undercarriage. Anywhere you see sweat and smell it, the stink, Todd's going to eliminate it because Todd's Gay Soap is. Soap for the ass. Indeed it is. Thanks, everybody, uh, for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Use guys in that at gmail.com and across all platforms. Um, I don't have anything else, so I hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.